Kissing the Tie. You're listening to the Night Side on In Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the show. Still to come in this half hour, Joe Warmington will be along to let us know what's happening on the late shift after 10 o'clock. We've also got a great nightcap for you. But right now, you may have heard the story. A Toronto woman, her name is Jen Hicks, uh, became addicted to exercise. She was sneaking out in the middle of the night to feed her constant craving for exercise. And we're going to find out uh, her story and how she recovered from this. Jennifer Hicks is with me now. Hi there. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks a lot for doing this. Really interesting. Um, So being addicted to exercise, is it like any other addiction? You know, I haven't been addicted to anything else, but from what I do understand from my reading, um, yes, in that uh, it was something that I thought about constantly that I couldn't get enough of um, and that the more I did it, the more I craved it and uh, I, I didn't have enough hours in the day to be able to do as much as I would, my body was asking me to do. How long ago was this? Uh, this was, um, it probably came to, um, it, it started about 12 years ago and it probably ended uh, eight or nine years ago. And was there something that set it off? No, there was no obvious trigger. I was in a very good place in my life. I had uh, finished grad school. I was working as a speech pathologist. Um, I was married. I had a house. Um, It was a very stable time in my life. Uh, So there was no obvious trigger uh, other than um, some anxiety that started to creep up for whatever reason. And this was initially my way to deal with the anxiety. Okay, so when people hear that you were addicted to exercise, how did that manifest itself? What kinds of things were you doing? Um, Well, I was doing any kind of exercise that you can imagine, um, hour after hour after hour after hour, uh, from running to cycling to weightlifting um, to sports to swimming, um, anything to group fitness classes, anything that I could uh, fit into my schedule, I I was doing it. And I was doing it before work. I was doing it at lunchtime. I was doing it in the middle of the night through the evening, it was constant. I understand, and and I'm not making light of it, I understand this was a problem, but you know there are a lot of people listening thinking, I wish I could be that, you know, into doing exercise. I mean, you must have, is it bad to say, you must have got, been in great shape, or were you? No, I was not in great shape. Um, I lost a considerable amount of weight that I couldn't, I didn't need to lose, I didn't, couldn't afford to lose, uh, and my heart uh, was suffering, my liver was suffering, my bones, I had osteoporosis, um, I was not thinking properly. I'm sure cognitively it was affecting me. Um, so there were a lot of downsides. And it is, you know, it's a it's a misnomer. It's a funny kind of joke for people that they wish they could get into it, but it's not. It's not. It was a horrific experience, and it was something that was I was not fully in control of. Jennifer and- Hicks. Oh, sorry. I was just going to reintroduce you. Jennifer Hicks is my guest, and she is a speech-language pathologist and a woman who was addicted to exercise. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. When, when I was going through this, uh, there were no discussions like the ones 
that we're having now, there was no literature, there was no understanding of uh, what was happening, and the prescriptive advice I received was, well, just stop. Right. And that doesn't work for any kind of an addiction, sure. um, much less the physiological changes that were happening in my body that, you know, the endorphins, the adrenaline, all of that was forcing me to continue. What did your husband think about what was going on? Did you talk to him about it? Yes. And um, I was, for for the first uh, little while, I was in, uh, I guess you could call deni- it, it denial. I... Um, he would confront me about, you know, it being enough that I didn't need to continue and I would get angry and upset, um, you know, thinking that I was um, in some ways uh, better than others in that I had more stamina, in that I had more um, energy, um, but that was really my brain fooling me into, con- you know, continuing this addiction. How bad did it get? Like, can you remember any moments that you just kind of thought, okay, this is not, I'm not good with this. This is not right. Yeah, uh, there were several um, times, like regularly, that I would be crying during workouts. Oh, boy. Wanting to stop, but unable to stop. Uh, And it, you know, ultimately culminated in, um, I I was asked to take a medical leave uh, from work, which, uh, was which really was a real blow to my ego um, after having worked so hard to get where I was. Um, so that was really a time of, of deep, deep darkness. And how, okay, so how did you start to find your way out of the darkness? How did you get help for this? Well, um, I kind of do things my own way. And um, when I was uh, dismissed from work, I uh, chose to travel to India, uh, thinking that I would find something there that would um, sort of speak to me or or help me. And in fact, I did meet several people who um, had been through similar experiences and and were able to give me some insights into, you know, um, just different opportunities I could try. And ultimately, um, upon my return from India, I studied a dance fitness training called uh, NIA, NIA, N-I-A. I've heard of NIA, yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of an ironic move uh, because for someone who's addicted to exercise, it doesn't seem logical that they would then uh, become a a teacher of exercise. Right. Uh, However... um, you know, what I didn't know then and what I know now is that this Nia was uh, meant to teach me how to respect my body and to do exercise in a way um, that's healthy and not harmful to sense and feel and really be in my body and not be in a critical place or judging myself um, or doing exercise that is actually, ha- actually harmful for my body. So... Was there ever a medical diagnosis? They, um, they, there wasn't a, you know, my, one of my therapists would have called what I was uh, dealing with exercise bulimia. Um, and I did, of course, um, I saw many psychiatrists. Uh, and finally, um, in 2007, I, I was diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder. So... The interesting thing is that for some folks, when 
they are going through an up period like a hypomania, uh, they will do behaviors um, that that have excessive energy associated with them. They'll spend a lot of money, shop, spend a lot of time shopping. They'll um, stay up all night. My my hypomania was exercise. So it, it, in the end, culminated in, yes, a psychiatric diagnosis of bipolar. Um, and so, of course, I am being treated for that. But I feel another big part of the story is that I... Re- I learned to reshape my relationship with exercise. It's a very interesting story, and uh, we're glad to hear you're doing so well. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Jennifer Hicks, a speech-language pathologist in Toronto, and uh, many years ago was addicted to exercise, and she's doing much better now. Really interesting story. You know what? You just never know, and uh, apparently it's like any other addiction.